Hey guys, I wanted to tell you about a super cool music education program that is completely free. This is a music education program that um, little Steven Van Zant, as well as Bono, as well as Bruce Springsteen are huge proponents of, uh, and it's called Rock Teach. Um, again, it's completely free. It's a nonprofit, but they do accept donations, so you can always check that out. Um, and if you're a teacher, you can register for it and um, have your students register under your class so you could um, do certain things. And it just makes it really easy um, for you as a teacher to be able to create those lesson plans. And they have some really, really cool uh, articles. They have like um, an article that's like uh, a math lesson about the Beatles, but they also have music history and they have just straight up music lessons. And I think it's so beneficial. And this is just, their effort is to really um, ensure that we uh, that we get music and music education back into that curriculum. Uh, so that's really important. It's not um, sponsored or anything, but I just wanted to let you know. Have a good one. I'm Kenny. I'm Sarah. She's my kid. He's my dad. And this is Rock Doc, Behind the Scene, the show where we discuss your favorite and maybe not so favorite music documentaries. If you have a comment or a suggestion for a doc you want to hear in the future, drop us a line at BehindTheScenePod at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at BehindTheScenePod. Let's get into it. Alrighty then. So, what are we talking about this week, Sarah? We're talking about When You're Strange, which is an absurd documentary on an absurd person, yeah. Jim Morrison. He uh, um, took himself very seriously. Okay, um, we'll talk about it later, but I definitely did get some Charles Manson-y vibes off of this guy <laughs> in a way that really freaked me out. Like, yeah. if our lives ever overlapped... And any situations arise, I would not be in the same room alone with this fella. Okay. Okay. He freaked me out a little bit. Usually I'm sorry. Usually a little bit more generous to these rock stars that we cover. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just, I can't with Jim Morrison. <laughs> I can't. Uh, okay. Well, while we're, while we're thinking about Sarah not being able to even with, uh, <laughs> with Mr. Morrison... Let's listen to these. <laughs> let's listen to the trailer of this film. All right. If the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is infinite. We have taken out two warrants for Jim Morrison. One of them is for indecent exposure. I'd like them to uh, give the music a chance. Day and sound fire is it intense music in your 
documentary it's very well done it's um it is incredibly well done i think this is one of the best documentaries we've seen yeah it's uh they uh the narration was done by johnny depp and he did not use his captain jack voice which i appreciate i was disappointed by it oh were you (laughs) well look it's jim morrison of the so-called doors yeah (laughs) <laughs> that would have been a completely different documentary. Don't know that it would have won all the awards that it no nope. that the trailer says it won. Yeah. <laughs> if he if he did the or if he did the Ed Wood voice, <laughs> you, you didn't see Ed Wood, but it's a good movie. Um, so the uh, um, a lot of the the footage from this is taken from a film that Jim Morrison did. Like, right after the Miami incident, which we'll get to. Yeah. So, it turns out, this guy, like, he went to UCLA for film. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing about his films. Is they're very abstract? Avant-garde. Avant-garde. Was the term that they used back in the day. They're... They don't have much of a plot. They don't make a lot of They're sense. They're very stonery. Uh, I I am D bead this movie. I am internet movie. I am database D bead this <laughs> this film. It's late. Database. Internet movie database. I am D bead this uh, this movie of uh, Jim Morrison's, and uh, um, this is the synopsis. Uh, he. Wrecks a car, he gets a car, and he ends up driving into Los Angeles. Yeah, except and it's cut. very yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, this th- it was really confusing for me. I didn't. Yeah. So here's what I saw. Yeah. I see that he wrecks a car. He gets out of the car. Uh-huh. He hitchhikes, and when the camera pans to the person driving. It's also Jim Morrison. Indicating to me that the real driver he killed. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. What do you think? Jim Morrison's making Shrek or something? He's not making fairy tales. He's Jim Morrison. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that that's was just, why you don't pick up Jim Morrison. You don't pitch, pick up hitchhikers in general. Yeah. Just because... You know, you don't want to get murdered. But uh, um, but Jim Morrison, I think, would fall in, you know, very high in that category of not wanting to get murdered. Yeah, I've made it 19 years on this planet uh-huh. without, without picking up hitchhikers. I've made it this far. Right. And I figure that if I continue that streak... <laughs> 
You should do just fine. I'll be in a good place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I'm going to knock on wood because yeah. I don't want that to be in a true crime documentary. That's right. Um, so the, uh, um, the actual narrative of the story starts, uh, they're talking about uh, Jim Morrison uh, and his, his, uh, his family. His um, father is a uh, Navy admiral mm-hmm. who uh, was like, you know, during the Vietnam War was um, uh, commanding aircraft carriers off the coast of Vietnam. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he was a very um, brooding young kid, it, it appears. He was at 16. He was reading like Nietzsche and Rimbaud right. and um, uh, just uh, very deep, dark s- subject matter, you know. Which is great. And he was yeah. super into poetry and writing poetry. Right, right. And uh, and every time we talk about, like, the closer and closer we get to um, Jim Morrison's story, for me, it gets creepier and creepier. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, because, like, <laughs> I see things that happen in his life, and I'm like, that's very Charlie Manson-esque. <laughs> In a way that I'm gotcha. not into. Maybe it's because of like the later era when he like really, really wasn't taking care of himself and like had that beard. That that's probably it. That it's a facial hair. It gives me thing. the chills. If he was if he was like video for Touch Me Babe the whole time, it would probably been different for you. you yeah. Know? But that's not that's not uh that's not Jim Morrison. Yeah. You know? No. So um he uh ends up uh in um, film school, after high school, he ends up in film school. By the way, um, I have been listening to uh, the Jake Brennan podcast, uh, The 27 Club, um, and, uh, and it is covering the life of Jim Morrison in that unique uh, Jake Brennan way that uh, yeah, yeah. made Disgraceland such a wonderful podcast and The 27 Club. And that podcast episode is what made you want to cover yeah. this, right? Yeah, yeah. I came home today going... You know what? Because uh, um, this morning's episode was the one on Miami, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and I listened to it today. Uh, so I thought that would be a fun. Made me remember this movie. This would be yeah. a a fun one to do. Plus, it'll really freak Sarah out at at this one point. Yeah. <laughs> Are we gonna talk about that? Sure. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> Trigger warning for so many things, you guys. I'm just like a blanket trigger warning yeah. at the beginning of this. We uh, uh, we were I'm watching sorry. it, and and I said trigger warning. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll know it when it comes. And which at like least thanks three times, <laughs> three times. He said, "Ooh, is that it?" You know. <laughs> yeah. So um uh, so he uh he's in film school and his very avant-garde films uh, and uh, he decides not to go to graduation he meets up with a with a, a guy there he kind of bonds with Ray Manzarek yes who is a uh, just extraordinary uh, keyboard player yeah who has uh, um, his his roots for of, of course go back to jazz and rhythm and blues and and right. uh, um, and he's and Jim Morrison shared that passion. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, so after school, they meet on the Venice Beach, you know. 
says, hey, I remember you from class. And so uh, they say, yeah, we should start a, or, or you know, he, he mentioned the ad poetry. Yeah. He'd been uh, writing poetry. And uh, um, Ray asked him to recite po- one. He has some freaky poetry. Yeah. And it was uh, Moonlight Mile. Yeah. And, uh, or wait, it was Moonlight Mile. Moonlight Mile, I believe, is not the doors. Moonlight Mile was... Uh, that's the stones. That's the Rolling Stones. Thank God I've got our good friends at... <laughs> Spotify. Spotify to help me out here. Hang on. And now he has his phone out, and now he's searching. And this is riveting. I know. We've done this before where um, there is nothing more entertaining on the radio than or on a podcast and watching someone, um, let's see. <laughs> hang on, hang on. This is Crystal beautiful. Ship, maybe it was. It was the before you step into unconsciousness. I'd like to, that one. Anyway, that was Crystal Ship. Oh, oh. Okay, no, I think we're good. I think it's still... Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, you guys need to understand what just happened. <laughs> I hit the mouse with my phone, and the screen went uh, to the um, went to the uh, wallpaper for a minute. And giving I us thought the... that we were gonna have to restart after ten minutes. And you guys, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, it is well past our anyone's bedtime. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So they decided they should start a band. Mm-hmm. And Jim said, I already got a name. And it's, uh, um, was it Atlas Huxley? It was I some, so, some yeah. author. Uh, it was uh, The Doors of Perception. Um, and it, 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 anyway, it was The Doors is uh, yes. where it came from. So they, um, they started The Doors. Uh, and um, It's like if we clean The Doors of Perception... Um, then we would see what uh, life for what it really is. Right. Infinite. Right. There you go. That's what it is. It was very, I, I it stuck with me. That's good. I, w- I was that's like, good. that's kind of cool. If any lessons stick with you in this film, that should be the one. Yeah. You don't want, you know, any of this other. Literally uh, nothing else that Jim Morrison <laughs> has to say. You should He's, take his advice. Right. Um, in the podcast, he is very much divided into two characters. Yeah. Into Jim Morrison and Jimbo. And Jimbo Oh, is interesting. The, yeah, yeah, Jimbo um, is like his drunken alter ego that like everyone dreaded being around. Right, um, right. Jimbo is also the name of a redneck South Park character. So every time <laughs> I hear that name, it makes me giggle. Hey, Jimbo. <laughs> so, uh, um so they, uh, uh, Ray gets a friend of his from meditation class, which is about the most 60 ish thing I've ever said in my life. Yeah. And um, <laughs> John Densmore on drums. I, know, I was like, did people just do that? Yeah, meditation class. Um, and uh, he got uh, Robbie Krieger, who was a guitar player, and they all got together and. Uh, um, Jim or James uh, uh, John Dinsmore blah, blah. John Dinsmore was a jazz uh, drummer. He's a, a, an extraordinary 
drummer uh, that could make these do these extraordinary jazz fills and put it into rock and roll. And right. That was, and that was really cool. Um, Robbie Krieger, mm-hmm. uh, he hadn't touched an electric guitar until six months before the Doors. Yeah, because his training was in um, flamenco guitar. Right, right. And right. that's what he did for a very long time. So uh, each member of the Doors, they all have such diverse and interesting backgrounds. And I want to hear more about the rest of the band, but this was obviously on Jim Morrison because he's uh, the most crazy person in this band. Oh, yeah. He, uh, the um, the stories and mythology of Jim Morrison are just insane. Are insane. Are crazy. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. So, um, the... Uh, um, stories about Jim Morrison yeah. are insane. <laughs> <laughs> so he, Jim Morrison uh, made great music. <laughs> what you heard at the top of the episode? That, that wasn't, wasn't great, great music. music. <laughs> <laughs> That's our tribute to Jake Brennan. We love there. you. <laughs> so the uh, um, Robbie Krieger. I was getting back to Robbie. Uh, never used to pick. It was always fingernails yeah. on his guitar, and he played his bottleneck guitar that uh, just blew Jim away, and he wanted yeah. it on every song. You know, right. So uh, while they're writing songs for the first album, uh, Jim suggests that they uh, over the weekend, mm-hmm. everybody go home and write a song. Yeah. You know, because uh, he can't do it all alone. And um, the only one who came back with a song was, uh, was Robbie. Right. And Robbie wrote Light My Fire. And that was the first song that he wrote for The Doors. The first song. That is incredible. Yeah, that's extraordinary. I mean, uh, honestly, speaking for me, Mm -hmm. not my favorite Doors song. No, absolutely. But absolutely not. But it did reach. For that to be your first song that you wrote. And for it to hit number one on the Billboard charts. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That is something else. Right. Um. So he, uh, um, they started uh, gigging, and at the at the beginning, uh, uh, Jim was very nervous about singing in front of people. So he would like turn his back to the audience, right? You know, and uh, um, like he was at rehearsal, and he'd basically sing to the band, you know. But um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but Jim was a good-looking kid. Yeah, I mean, like. Girls liked him. He was like, "Yeah, what's up with that?" He I'm was a, like disrespectful guy, to so women, <laughs> which was like really appealing. Yeah, but he was like a good-looking guy. You know, he had long hair and was like a tall dude, which I guess people yeah. like. Right, I guess that's a thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, um, I don't know. He creeps me out. <laughs> y'all do y'all, but he creeps me out. Yeah, yeah. There's just that. Um, <laughs> So the uh, um, they get a gig as the the house band at the Whiskey A Go Go. Yeah. Okay. And um, while they're playing there, uh, uh, one night they can't find Jim. Right. And he is in his hotel room, all uh, hopped up on goofballs, uh, <laughs> tripping his uh, perspective testes off on on acid. <laughs> <laughs> so 
He gets. I'm uh, not gonna be able to stop giggling at that. <laughs> Tripping his perspective test is off. Right. <laughs> so he uh, uh, he goes <laughs> him and we we have a few other euphemisms that I'm gonna have to use in this in this episode. Yeah. So <laughs> when we get to Miami, okay. So um. <laughs> And I've already figured out what I'm going to say. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, okay. Um, so he uh, uh, gets to the show, and they do the end, which mm-hmm. is an amazing piece. It, that is my favorite door song. Yeah. Okay? And there's a spoken word piece towards the end of it, you know. Uh, the killer awoke before dawn. He put his boots on. He took a face from the ancient gallery, and he walked on down the hall. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that gets, was a fabulous Jim think, Morrison well, impression. I, I've, I've been working up to this my whole life. I <laughs> so um, okay. If you say so, Dad. Um, so we uh, um, we get to th- towards the end of the song, and there's a piece where uh, he wants to uh, kill his father and wants to have relations with his mother, which yeah. sent the people at the whiskey, the management, over the edge. Yeah, I mean, it. oh my God, it was horrible. You sick like, bastard. That was, <laughs> that was the first instance, <laughs> which I was like, um... Was this the thing that you... <laughs> Is this the trigger warning? Trigger warning? <laughs> and you were like, no? And I was like, oh, God, really? Yeah. It gets worse, you guys. Yeah. So... It gets worse. Um, Jim, uh, they get fired, but at the same time, they get discovered because uh, the a guy from uh, Electra Records is there and uh, sees the performance and offers them a, a three-album record deal. Yeah. On the spot, you know. Which, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, First album, which is simply entitled The Doors. Yes. Is um, uh, recorded in five days. Mm-hmm. It includes Light My Fire, The End, um, Backdoor Man, <laughs> Soul Kitchen, Crystal Ship, 20th Century Fox, Alabama Song, uh, Backdoor Man. So it's got it's got a lot of of what became classic door songs on it. Yeah. Which uh, uh, was something else, you know. And um, that that was their debut album. That that's their debut album. It yeah. Had that much. That many hits. Yeah. That much power on it, you know. So um, they get booked on uh, Ed Sullivan. Yep. Okay. They get booked on Ed Sullivan, um, and they're planning on playing "Light My Fire." Right. Um, so they go. The one of the producers, one of the stage handlers. Yep. Go goes back to goes back to them with Ed Sullivan, and and goes, uh, "Okay, we got a problem with some of the lyrics here." Yeah. Uh, "Girl, we couldn't get much higher." Yeah. Seemed to be a drug reference. So they say. Can you do something like, girl, we can't get much better. Can you dig that? Is that something we could do? Is that cool? Yeah. 
And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem at all. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. So on live TV, Jim Morrison completely. And, like, it's obviously deliberate. Like, uh, when he sings, go, we couldn't get much higher. He has this, like, he, like, looks directly into the camera and gets so close to it. Yeah, yeah. So that um, became a reason to ban them from Sullivan forever. Which, like, sucks for them. But it really didn't. You know, if you look at it, I mean, they, they, I've seen that, the clip of them doing Light My Fire, like on American Bandstand and stuff like that. Right. Singing every word verbatim, you know. I mean, I I think that uh, by that point, you would have the Stones and stuff like that playing on, on Sullivan, but uh, it gave them that dangerous edge. Right. Which is something that they definitely have. For sure. A dangerous faux shizzle. Um, and uh, <laughs> so uh, they uh, went on and recorded their second album, which is Strange Days, which has. Uh, um, He's definitely not looking at his Spotify. I am not looking at my. It's uh, Love Me Two Times, which is. Uh, um cool little guitar riff on that i like that yeah moonlight drive uh people are strange when the music's over turn out the lights so they uh can uh, we talk about his jim morrison impression (laughs) (laughs) i've got a dandy jim morrison impression it is very good (laughs) uh He's he's got that baritone voice, you know, like yeah. I do. So it's kind of <clears throat> kind of rocking that. So um, so where uh, the uh, substance abuse starts becoming more of an issue with with Jim. Oh yeah, he he really liked his alcohol. I mean, you know, he smoked drugs and did stuff like that, but uh-huh. uh, he really started off liking alcohol yes a yes a lot he, he smoked a lot of weed and he, he which uh, like cool like yeah yeah well it's yeah i mean it's nothing that yeah i mean like drinking isn't great but like smoke all the i mean don't smoke all the weed you want but you know like yeah i feel like the alcohol was really the main problem right. yeah he he was a uh uh i don't know if highly functional alcoholic would be the term but he nah dude but he, was, he was not highly functioning yeah he um so the first time he gets arrested at a concert yeah he is oh and and here's something we need to to bring up at all of these concerts i've been to a million shows mm-hmm. and i have never seen uh, a policeman on stage yep every show that he played he was like surrounded by cops right yeah, so this one um, show that he that they did, I think it's in Connecticut or something. Mm-hmm. He's backstage in one of the shower stalls with one of the young ladies who attended the show. Yeah, and cop comes along, doesn't recognize Jim Morrison as the uh, rock god we all know he is, and uh, he. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> And starts hassling him. Yeah. And Jim uh, tells him to F off. 
Understandable. Sure, he's a rock star. He can, you know. And uh, um, Cop wasn't going to take that from some long-haired hippie, no matter who he was. Yeah. So he maced him in the face, you know, mm-hmm. with pepper spray. So uh, minutes before he was supposed to go on stage, he's like, his eyes are all bloodshot, and he's crying his eyes out because mace hurts. Yeah. And um, Ow. Yeah. The stinging brace of mace. It just made the bear angry. Yeah. So he gets out on the stage and starts telling everybody. Yeah. During the first song about his uh, experience backstage with your local law enforcement. <laughs> and um, uh, they weren't going to put up with too much of that crap. The cops weren't. So yeah. they arrested him on stage for... Uh, like what was it? Unruly behavior. Or yeah, something like that. Inciting a, you know, something. And um, and that kind of seems. I don't know. That kind of seems like a BS reason to arrest anyone. Sure, sure. But uh, uh, and they punched him a few times and kicked him while he was falling down and stuff. You know, so they, that the uh, uh, mugshot from that, he looks pretty battered. Yeah. You know, on top of being maced a few hours before right now they're now they're punching him so he's uh um like that's an abuse of power i think yeah well sure but um and that kind of cemented the doors as being a very dangerous band yeah you know and they are um and they are very much that right dangerous uh so um he uh they they go on with their career, you know, mm-hmm. and they um, they do some really amazing songs, and we'll talk about all the songs in the list there. Yeah, you know, um, uh, and and my my favorite ones are definitely like the 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 longer, you know, creepier ones, you know, the right like when the music's over, five to one, all that stuff. So, and this is all interspersed with. Footage from that movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it's got him driving along, listening to the listening to the radio, and the announcer announces Jim Morrison's death. You know. Okay, so was that part of the movie? No. Okay. That was. I was like, that is exactly when and where he died. <laughs> that, I think that was done in post. Yeah. As they say. <laughs> I was like, huh. Well, that's confusing. <laughs> He was 27 and was found in his Paris apartment. Huh? That's what? exactly what happened when he died. It seems like more than a coincidence. Yeah, no, it's just what happened in post. Okay. I was like, whoa, Jim. All right. Well, Johnny Depp said it happened, so I, yeah. I, I believe him. <laughs> Jack Sparrow wouldn't lie to me at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, so they, uh, um, keep on, keep on chugling and he's, he, he's definitely got some substance abuse problems going on. Uh, he is very much, uh, um, at the point where people are showing up to a Doors concert, not for the music, but for the spectacle. Right. They're there to see if tonight's the night Jim Morrison 
explodes. And, yeah. Or, or if he, if he, you know, is just gonna. Uh, it was very like a Gigi Allen phenomenon. Right. Right. And if you don't know Gigi Allen. We refer you to Disgraceland. Yes, that and pod, that episode of the podcast. Um, listen to it um, at least forty hours before you go to bed. <laughs> because if you listen to it, it'll be forty hours before you can go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give yourself a little leeway. Have a cup of tea. Sit down. Relax. Yeah. Realize that he can't hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceed and then and then move on and then move on so um okay so we're fast forwarding to the date of the miami show yeah okay so basically um jim morrison i believe is in la while the yeah. rest of their band like got to the show early right um you know the responsible members of the band who know they have to perform musically in front of uh you know what was interesting about them was they seemed really responsible but also like they were just kind of like used to what was going they were like not annoyed but they were definitely used to what was going on with jim it seems like today knowing everything that we know today mm -hmm. if you run into somebody that's got that type of issue there are all sorts of ways to get them help Right. You know, nobody seemed to be doing that for Jim. Yeah, that is one thing that was like, I was like, are you just unfazed by this? Yeah, they're ignoring the elephant in the room that, that Jim has just got serious alcohol issues. Yeah, so basically. On top of being kind of an asshole. Jim, <laughs> yeah, he's kind of the worst. He has an argument with his girlfriend back home uh pam um i kid you not jim yep. and pam jim and pam pam corson yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah they're they having they're having this argument so he misses his flight um so basically he's drinking at the airport bar until the next available flight right he has a layover he gets to miami and he is like shit face yeah he's drinking on the plane yeah he is drinking at the bar at the layover he is drinking on the plane again. And Dad. He, yeah. We should write a book about Jim Morrison that is um, Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> <laughs> but with Jim Morrison. Okay. <laughs> I get to read the audio book. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, God. Do the do the impression the whole time. <laughs> it's me, Sam. Do you like green eggs and ham? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sam ate the green eggs, and then he walked on down the hall. So, <laughs> so Miami. He shows up. Uh, 20 minutes after the band is supposed to be on stage. Yeah. You know, and he is, uh, um, yeah, he's shit faced. He is, he is out of his, out of his, uh, mind on alcohol. He is really, uh, beyond, um, beyond performance, uh, 
you know. Yeah. So he gets up there, and he had been um, uh, watching this uh, this act in L.A. The I forget what it's called, but um, uh, it was a performance art piece where everybody gets naked and everybody just rejects all sorts of authority and morals and stuff. Yeah. And um, and he was way into that. He saw every one of their shows because they tried to engage the audience. Right. So he gets up there and he tries to have his moment of performance art in this hangar that they tried to convert into a concert venue in Miami. Mm-hmm. So he starts out, you know, trying to work them all up and taking stuff off and being being all you know and then the the audience who's come to hear a rock and roll show they kind of turn on him they start throwing stuff at him and yeah and then he starts yelling back you're all a bunch of sheep i don't know how you get a lamb into a concert venue i don't know man but like someone handed him a lamb this was number two trigger warning and he said (laughs) i wrote down the quote in my notes. God, hang on. <laughs> so someone hands Jim a lamb, and he said, uh, trigger warning, and uh, I'd fuck her, but she's too young. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Not, not good, Jim. No. Not good at all. No, 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 no. So, um... He uh, uh, basically tries to antagonize the audience into a riot, you know. And yeah. uh, at some point, um, he is threatening to take his pants off. Yep. And um, so allegedly. Allegedly, he pulled out his Don Jr. <laughs> and waved it at the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Convince me I'm wrong. (laughs) You are not. (laughs) But allegedly he did. Yes. Here's the thing. (laughs) Don Jr., I'm going to need a second. (laughs) But basically. (laughs) Poor Eric. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Ivanka, girl. That is great. <laughs> so basically, there are a lot of pictures that were taken at this show. There were pictures right. of him holding the lamb. There were pictures of him, yes, unzipping his fly. Yes. But there was none of him exposing himself. Yeah, exactly. So there's no, there's no evidence of that happening. Yeah. Just a bunch of uh, teenagers at the show who thought they saw that happen. Right. Because he said he was going to do it. Right. You know, and um, the one picture they did have was him on his knees in front of Robbie Krieger. uh, And they said that that was uh, um, a, uh, you know, mimicking a sexual act on the guitar player. And uh, um, which was not the case, of course. Uh, he, He said. Well, he said in the, in court, he said that he was uh, uh, watching um, Robbie play guitar because he's really good. And they said, haven't you heard, watched him play that a million times? 
Yeah, but Robbie gets better and better each time. <laughs> I also thought that that was kind of BS, but I also think that it's kind of BS that, like, everyone made such a big deal out of it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. like, he was sentenced to four months. So, basically, okay, so here's how it happened was the whole band went to Jamaica on vacation the day after the Miami, Miami. show. Uh-huh. And had no idea what was going on in Miami, um, but basically yeah, they were they preparing a for a tour. They were that was like their first, you know, toe in the water. Yeah. And they had a big tour, and very much Kathy Griffin like everything got canceled while they were in right in Jamaica, uh, chilling, yeah. and and uh, got back, and the whole tour is like no one's willing to to book them in America. Right, right, and radio stations stop playing their music. It's right. Like, Everything just stops for them. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Jim obviously feels bad about it. You know, mm-hmm. you could see his facial expressions coming out of out of court, thinking, you know, I mean, these this is my band here, and these are my friends, these are my bandmates, and I've kind of screwed them all over. You know, it's, right? Uh, um, that's not good. Yeah. So he. Um, uh, but this time he has a nice, big, heavy, thick beard, and uh, and that, um, that Charlie Manson look of him going in and out of the courtroom. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. by this point, I mean they're also like recording a few things and um, doing whatever, you know, just trying to um, redeem themselves right. from what happened. And um, I mean Jim is still showing up drunk to uh recording sessions except now he also has added cocaine to the mix yes. which has got to be really exciting oh it's nothing but a party with He's this added guy. more goofballs that's right <laughs> so they play several more shows after after that they go to uh i think it was england and play yeah play a show and and uh at, at one show you know he was he seemed to be doing okay and then he kind of collapses on stage and Ray Manzarek that said that he saw all the psychic power just drain out of right out of his friend you know yeah and, uh, um, and they were so close when this thing started and, and it was really sad watching watching Jim just become Jimbo yep oh are, are we gonna talk about the trigger warning thing I think we've yeah I think that I, point. I think we're we're at the, at the point where we, we should discuss it. So we're basically, 40 minutes in. We can talk about it now. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I don't know. Okay. How did he get this coyote? Here's what I think happened. Okay. I think that this film crew, they're driving around filming, uh, filming uh, Jim Morrison driving around. And they come across a like a half dead coyote. He's coyote like, that had been hit on the road. Oh, and he was like still breathing and yeah, stuff, and, and gasping, it just, and, oh! and he pretty much smashed from like oh, the oh uh, my god, like the torso down. He had been run over. Oh! Yeah, so it was it was a definite. That was the trigger warning of which I spoke. Uh-huh. So I know how you feel about animals and uh, 
and taxidermy and yeah yeah but this was worse than taxidermy it was roadkill it was very bad and he was, was like still like sort of alive yeah, yeah which was even worse yeah that was bad, uh, that was bad. so um i apologize for the moaning except i don't <laughs> except now that's stuck in your head that's where it is now i'm real sad about it yeah yeah it's right up there with the with the baby in train spotting. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I apologize for the screaming that has been going on for the past 40 minutes. So, um, so our, uh, our pal Jim here, he's got several, they, like I say, they do several door shows and they record some, of some of their, finest work after miami you know i mean yeah morrison hotel is really good uh um la woman is mm -hmm. is is a is a great album it's um it's got matter of fact i can tell you lover madly yeah the lyrics to that always crack me up don't you love her madly as she's walking out the door like she's done a hundred times before no, that kind of pissed me off a little bit there. Do not love her madly at that point. Yeah. Seems like at that point, she's just playing a fella, right? Right. Yeah. Don't love her madly. Crying out loud. Oh, Jesus. Messing um, with my head. And then they also... <laughs> <laughs> and then they also had Riders on the Storm as yeah. a single. So that was sort of the era in which that happened. Um, and... Let me tell you about Texas Radio and the Big Beat. Do -do -do. Yeah, that's on here too. So. Um, <laughs> and Jim, as we've mentioned before, was a poet, and he celebrated his twenty seventh birthday by yeah. recording a bunch of um, poetry, right. um, and uh, and this really big book publishing company. I forgot the like Hammerstein, and uh, so anyway, you they, know, Schuster and uh -huh. Schuster or something. Yeah, yeah, one of those guys. So. Um, Basically, they uh, published Jim Morrison's book um, of poetry, poetry, and that yeah. was like one of his proudest accomplishments. Right. Um, and uh, basically, it pulls him out of this depression, and he agrees to play live with the Doors again. Um, and then after that show, he mm -hmm. announces that he and Pam are moving to Paris. Um, and he says that he'll quit drinking and he'll stop doing drugs and he'll start treating himself better. Um, yeah, and then I, I have in my notes, he shaves his beard finally for the love of God. <laughs> he, uh, uh, his whole point of, of Paris, I think, is he wants to live like a poet for a while. He wants to right. not be a rock star and be a poet because that is really what he sees himself as mm -hmm. is a poet yeah um and then so basically he like develops his cough yeah and the cough gets worse and like pam takes him to the doctor and stuff and the doctor strongly urges him to stop drinking which he still hasn't done right um right and he sort of misses the community of being with the band because the thing about the lifestyle of being a poet is that you're in solitude a lot of the time. You're yeah. writing. Right. And, like, the thing is, is that Jim Morrison is used to being crazy and doing all of these crazy things and stuff. So He's used to admiration. 
Right. He's used to, to being the center of attention in every room that he walks into. Such a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right? that was my friends coming out of me. I don't care that much about astrology. <laughs> but anyway, I'm also a Leo, so it makes me giggle. Ah, there you go. Um, but basically, he calls, um, I believe it's the guitarist and says oh, he calls john he calls john yeah okay yeah and he says that he's thinking of coming back and writing another album with him but like john kind of knows when he's slurring his words and stuff like yeah. that because they've known each other for a really long time right so you can like, tell when he's talking to someone who's drunk right and he's like well darn you know yeah. um and after basically he did that and then like pretty much after a night of heavy drinking like, he said he didn't feel well, um, mm-hmm. and so he was, you know, sort of, like, hanging out for a bit, and he went to the bathtub, um, and he called out to Pam, are you still there? And then he died in the bathtub. Yeah, here's the, here's the thing. He died in the bathtub. Yeah. They, the only people who were at the funeral was Pam and the manager mm-hmm. for the for the doors. Uh, he had already been autopsied. He'd already been, you know, nobody, there's no real conclusive evidence on how he died. Wow. Okay. So this is, yeah, he, it's, it's all shrouded in mystery. That's really freaky. He could have died uh, overdose. Yeah. He could have uh, had a heart attack. He could have uh, um, drowned himself. He could have any number of things. Wow. He could have done. And one of the things that uh, that has been circulating forever and ever is that it it was all a very elaborate Andy Kaufman-like hoax and that he is still alive somewhere on some tropical island. Ooh. Uh, but I don't. I don't see that happening though, just because yeah. he is, you know, he is who he is, and he's not going to be. Uh, yeah, he's not there to fake his death. He's there to die, and that's right. sort of always how I've seen him. Yeah, is that like he's a person? He was a person who definitely was probably more mortal than the rest of us yeah but who didn't see his mortality right right um and so whereas he was he might have been like oh yeah like i'm invincible right like i think i think pam od'd like uh a year after he had oh god really yeah jeez it was not a long time after he had uh so, which which leads to more speculation if she faked her death as well, so they could uh, they could fight on that uh, uh, that island. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's our that's our movie. The uh, uh, he is buried in the same um, cemetery as Oscar Wilde and Chopin, in uh, in France, and it has become a huge tourist uh spot yeah where people will go and have their pictures taken and um 
Ooh, you want to talk about Tom Petty? Yeah, there was a, um, uh, you know, you should Google this. Hang on. <laughs> Give it a goog. You know, True Crime Obsessed has merchandise where you can get a coffee cup that says Give it a goog on it. That's really cute. That's awesome. We support that. We yes. support that. We do. Um, and we also will use that terminology on our podcast. Every day, Give friend. it a goog. So um, uh, put in Tom Petty, Jim Morrison photo. Because Tom Petty took a picture at the grave of Jim Morrison. And you can see what looks like a body doing a, a Jim Morrison pose and with no shirt and black leather pants. Yeah. And um, it looks like Jim Morrison to me. Yeah. You know, it was it was kind of like, creepy. Y'all, I mean, yeah, that can happen in post-production, whatever. But that is freaky. Yeah, yeah. When has Tom Petty ever lied to you, huh? That's a good question, but not he, that we'd ever find out. He won't back down. You can stand him up at the gates of hell. <laughs> and he won't back down. Tom and, Petty, I'm, I'm glad Tom Petty is still alive. Oh, uh, he's, he's the best. And uh, to his credit, he never waved his Don Jr. at the audience. Yeah. So there you go. We've, saw, we've seen him live. That's right. No not Don, a once. Not a Don Jr. to be had. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, um, let's move on to our list. Yeah. Uh, let's do uh, Solid, our favorite. brother. Our favorite um, door songs. Okay. Okay. I know I'm I'm a bit more acquainted with their with their catalog than you are. Yeah. But, so let's uh, just like make it ca casual in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, well, I think people are strange as a song. When you think about the song itself. Yeah, People Are Strange is a good one. It's real fun. I'm going to start with uh, Riders on the Storm. Yeah. As, as my number five, just because I've kind of thought about this. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's my number five. And four, 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 four. <laughs> We're both looking at our phones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean... Uh, my four would be light my fire. It's not my favorite. Yeah. But like it's I like I like the keys. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great keyboards and all these things. Um, I'm gonna go uh, on number four. I am gonna say um, five to one. Mm -hmm. Five to one, one to five. No one here gets out alive. And that is on the album. That is on the album "Waiting for the Sun." And that is uh, that's a great song. That is a great a great one. Three. Ah, uh, sure. Three, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> your deal, Dad. <laughs> break okay. uh, break on through to the other side. That is a great song. That was their first single. Yeah. And it don't 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 don't. And to think that that has no bass. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. There's You're no right. bass player in the Doors. Nothing has a. 
Um, mine for this one are going to be when the music's over. Okay. Off of Strange Days. Is that, that was that three? Yeah, okay. that was three. Two, okay. two, 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 two. Ah. Okay. Ah. Okay, I'm gonna pick uh, Roadhouse Blues. Okay. Get the mind on the dun dun dun. Let it roll, baby, roll. Because that's more of a rock and roll song than anything they did, you know? That's a great song. I think Love Me Two Times is kind of cool. Yeah, that's it. Once for tomorrow, once just for today. Yeah. Love Me Two Times, I'm going away. Okay, so what you got for number one? One, 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 one. One, 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 one. Um, it's not my favorite, but it's there. Um, hello. <laughs> I don't think you understand the list. <laughs> you did this like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> hello, I love you. Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? Ding, ding, ding. Okay, my number one yeah. is The End. Just because, um, and I'll tell you what, my least favorite song of The Doors is Light My Fire. Mm-hmm. And my most favorite song of The Doors is The End. Yeah. For the same reasons I love The End, I dislike Light My Fire. Fascinating, okay. The Light My Fire is too long. Mm-hmm. The End is too long. And wow. it's perfect because it's too long. The um, uh, the creepy lyrics that they tried to push into uh, "Light My Fire," mm-hmm. "Our Love Becomes a Funeral Pyre," yeah, seems forced to me. Right. The creepy lyrics in uh, the end mm-hmm. are perfect. Right. Are the perfect creepiness factor in it? Yeah. You know? The the, the minor key, you know, uh, vibe of uh, Light My Fire. I dislike the minor key vibe of the end. I love. I do think that Light My Fire is very commercialized in a way that even the band doesn't want. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And I, I, At one point, they, um, while Jim was out of the room, they licensed it to be a, uh, um, a car commercial. That's right. And uh, uh, Jim wasn't having it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's our that's our show. Where can they find you? They can find me at uh, the, the, on Instagram at uh, <laughs> uh, uh, KDBOD yeah. on Instagram and on Facebook at Kenny Bodkin. Uh, I've had a few requests for for friends on Facebook. And uh, and I've um, uh, and I've accepted them. And uh, as soon as uh, I accepted them, they want to chat about Bitcoin or something. So I don't think they're coming from the podcast, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so fascinating. Okay. Yeah. If you're coming from the podcast, tell me. Yeah. Because uh, that would be cool. Because right. we we've got like zero feedback. We could. A lot of people listen to this show. 
But I don't know that a lot of people are, uh, yeah, you know. Chat uh, with us. And uh, yeah. if you like the podcast, if you like what you hear, tell one person. Yeah. If uh, the, the best um, way to get these things out is still word of mouth. Yeah. And we appreciate the fact that you're listening. Yes. And we'd like more people to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a money thing. As you can tell, we don't have sponsors or anything like that at this point. You know? Right. But, uh, um, uh, but we, we do really enjoy doing it and uh sarah where can they find you on the social meds you can find me on the meds at uh on instagram at miss sarah c music uh sarah with an h and you can find me um on facebook uh as sarah bodkin um and the I have a Twitter, but, like, I don't really know how it works. And, like, I don't have any followers, but I guess you can follow me. It's like Sarah Bodkin 3 or something. <laughs> because Sarah Bodkin 1 through 2 were already taken. <laughs> That's correct. Because I have several Twitters. Gotcha. But I keep losing passwords. Ah. And it stops being worth it at a certain point. I can dig it. I can dig it. Right on. All right. Well, we will see you next week. We'll, uh, I'm sure, have something interesting and entertaining to discuss at that point there. So, bye. Bye. This has been Rock Talk, behind the scene with Sarah and Kenny Bodkin. Theme music performed by Sarah Bodkin with Paul Beasley. Behind the scene is produced, written, and performed by Sarah and Kenny Botkin. Drop us a line at BehindTheScenePod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at BehindTheScenePod. See you next time and support your local musicians.